ACW is sponsored by Jabadi. Self-care through skincare. Jabadi is for everybody. Our message for the month of December is keep calm. During the holidays, there's a lot of excitement going on, a lot of anxiousness, but also there's a lot of sorrow and a lot of people feeling the holiday blues. The holidays can bring on mental stress. So many people are already dealing with mental health issues. So many people have lost loved ones during the COVID-19 pandemic. Many people are dealing with emotions that have been put them in a state of depression, fear, and anxiety. This COVID-19 environment has forced the message of social distancing, creating an environment of isolation and even separation. This type of environment brings on depression, fear, anxiety, sadness, and loneliness. I have invited, during the month of December, experts, doctors, advocates, patients, and just everyday people who have dealt with mental health to join me on the ACW podcast. We're going to explore mental health. We're going to talk about the challenges. We're going to talk about the stigma and the healing. We hope to share and enlighten you with a few recommendations and suggestions that can help you combat mental health and assist with releasing these feelings of sadness and loneliness during the holidays. We honor and thank everyone in the fight for social justice, teachers, healthcare workers, and all of you in high-risk jobs. We know it's stressful, so we have a gift of thanks from us to you. For more information, visit jabadi.com. That's J-A-B-O-D-I. You're listening to ACW Podcast. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host, and our co-host is Dr. Lu Hong, psychologist. Welcome to ACW Podcast. The month of December, we will be discussing mental health. I will have doctors, experts, activists, and patients themselves talking, sharing their story around mental health. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Lusa Hung. Thank you for joining our Awareness, Culture, and Wellness podcast, Dr. Hung. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Robin. Uh, Please tell us more about yourself and your journey as a psychologist. Yeah, and so, you know, I think I always knew since I was really young that, you know, humans are just always really fascinating for me. I really liked talking to my friends. I loved kind of helping them out. Um, And, you know, I enjoyed kind of them helping me as well. And it just kind of grew very naturally. I always tell people psychology found me. I didn't find it Um, Mm -hmm. because it was just always really clear to me that I wanted to, to work with people in a very kind of intimate way. You know, in high school, I, you know, I had some struggles. I saw a counselor and I really found it helpful and enjoying that. I said, wow, this is actually a career. Um, and so that kind of went on. And, you know, right after high school, I went to college and I 
pick psychology as my major and I pretty much zip lined straight into psychology. I never changed course. It was always clear. Went all the way from undergrad to grad school and just came out and just started doing what I was, what I'm currently doing. And so for me, it's really a gift to be able to witness the suffering of others and not just that, but to, to help mitigate that, to be really intimately part of the process of helping them just live happier, more fulfilling lives. And in a sense, it gives back to me. It helps me live a more fulfilling life. So it's been a very personal journey, but also a very professional journey. And I've, I've just really, I love it. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. And I love your passion behind it. Now, uh, Dr. Hung, what role do a psychologist play in regards to helping a person with unhealthy behavior that leads to depression? So a lot of it's just helping, you know, we're kind of, we kind of hold up a mirror, I think, to, to the people we help and we increase, you know, self-understanding and self-awareness. Like what is it that they're currently doing or thinking or feeling that is perpetuating their suffering? And so a lot of it, you know, therapy takes place in, within a very safe therapeutic relationship and a very unique conversation. And I think it's those two kind of elements that make therapy very possible. And so a lot of it is just kind of, you know, helping them realize like, this is what I'm doing that perpetuates, you know, how I'm feeling. So these are my behaviors. These are my thoughts. And all of these are totally changeable. You know, obviously change isn't easy, but um, with the help of a pro professional and openness to change, uh, very much we help people understand like why am i depressed like what is it what am i contributing to my depression and how can i change that narrative right right and, and thank you for that because in our society dr hung uh mental health a depression anxiety is such a silent suffering and for some reason, people feel like it's a stigma when you reach out for help or you ask for guidance. So what you're doing is, is amazing and we need more conversations around uh, mental health and just around uh, getting counseling. Now, do you, do you find, Dr. Hung, during the holidays, more people deal with depression and anxiety? Oh yeah, definitely. I think because holidays bring up a lot of things. It, re it brings up reminders of lost ones. Or it brings us reminders of fractured relationships or kind of, you know, you hope to have certain relationships with, let's say, family members, but it's not always possible. So it reminds us of that. It reminds us of certain anniversaries, whether they were happy anniversaries or not so happy ones. It brings up disappointments of things, losses. Um, it's all compounded with Usually during the winter, there's less sun, there's colder weather, there's more hibernation going on, there's just more social isolation, fewer community events and opportunities for people to connect, um, and then just overall fewer social interactions. So all of these kind of, it's a, like a perfect storm of people just feeling more depressed, more isolated, more kind of, you know, a lot of introspection happens during the winter or, or during the holidays that take place during the winter, and that brings up things as well. So definitely see that. We honor and thank everyone in the fight for social justice. Teachers, healthcare workers, and all of you in high-risk jobs. We know it's stressful, so we have a gift of thanks from us to you. For more information, visit jabadibody.com. That is J-A-B-O-D-I-B-O-D-Y. You're listening to ACW Podcast. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host, and our co-host is Dr. Lu Hong, psychologist. Yeah, thank you. 
And you know, what I find also interesting, Dr. Hung, um, because we're in this COVID-19 environment, so many people have lost loved ones um, to the illness. And just thinking about the holidays without them is such a hard thing to famine. Um, and, and do you find right now in our COVID climate, a higher rate of mental health and people they're dealing with depression? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, of course, there's been a lot of people who have lost loved ones to, to the pandemic. Um, and that itself brings up, you know, a unique grieving process because, you know, funerals aren't really allowed and there isn't the typical kind of community gathering that takes place when you lose a loved one that maybe a lot of cultures or families have. So that itself brings a different dimension to grief and loss um, in terms of the pandemic. But beyond that, you know, in my clients, I've seen a lot more of just, you know, more isolation because of just the nature of the pandemic. Um, and also just a lot more of like depression, anxiety, isolation, uh, fear of communication, um, you know, things that you might expect when you're kind of in a forced quarantine. So um, definitely a lot of that. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, uh, these times that we're in are very, very stressful. Um, Dr. Hung, the signs, when someone is struggling with any type of mental health, um, what type of signs should we, we, we be looking for? Because family members don't know. We don't know what to look for. Um, and I really want to also expand on different cultures, even inviting a type of therapy within that culture may be a no-no. So you got people walking around that's depressed uh, and don't know how to deal with this. So I guess I have a twofold question here, um, the signs and then culture. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, and I think so. The things we always look for um, with depression and just anything where there's mental health related is whether somebody is doing more or less of their typical behavior. And so with you know, depression, you'll see increase, it was like an increase or decrease of behavior, increase of isolation, increase of maybe eating, sleeping, of drinking, maybe drug use is more, uh, increase of distracting activities, like a lot of time in front of the TV or, or too much YouTube, you know, something that is, is um, that kind of takes you away from reality. Or you look at decrease of behavior, like maybe decrease of exercise, someone who used to be more active, decrease of general health habits, decrease of social um, engagement, again, eating and sleeping. Of course, we look at suicidal ideation. You know, if someone is, is um, indicating that or even attempting to harm themselves, that's definitely a sign of depression. Uh, basically, diversion from usual behaviors. Um, and also just, you know, they look more depressed in general. You can just tell, you know, the mood is, is much um, worse. And, you know, with this, I really recommend people reach out and connect to these people to offer help to talk to them, like you're saying, you know, we don't want to be silent. We, because, you know, mental illness is a human problem. It's not specific to a culture or to an age group or, or a gender. It's, we all experience it to different degrees and it, it should be normalized. And I think the more we do that, the more it can be um, openly talked about and openly treated. People will feel more inclined to get help and not be ashamed about it. Um, so your question about culture, is it more of how it manifests or how to kind of deal with mental illness in a cultural perspective? Can you elaborate? Well, I guess I'm thinking, um, and I'm going to be transparent, just to give you uh, an example, because um, there was a time when I actually had to deal with mental health, and it really wasn't mental health based on um, 
something you normally will recognize. Um, I had mm -hmm. a child at 45 so i was going through this this postpartum type mm. of uh mm -hmm. depression and had no idea that i was experiencing it but what when i mentioned culture is because when i did reach out to look for counseling uh, as a woman of color i really could not find that connection or that that community so i literally had to go out of my culture to another to even have this conversation. So I guess when I'm, I'm, I'm when I say culture is that because I grew up with not really talking about mental health. Uh, many times in people of color, and I'm just speaking from my perspective, um, the old people would tell us go pray, you know, or you know when a woman has a child and they say she has a postpartum blues, it was normal, um, but. I don't know how normal it really is not to talk about it. That's, I guess, what I'm, I'm expressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and certainly, you know, everybody has a different culture, and culture is a pretty broad term, right? As you're explaining, you know, there, there's ethnic culture, there's religious culture, you know, there's even kind of socioeconomic culture. And I think it's just about finding a community, that, you know, that understands you, right? And it doesn't always have to be one that you are the same as if that makes sense like for example you know i'm chinese american but i i feel very connected to you know you know my my caucasian friends you know or you know or like my counselor is caucasian um and he's from a very, very different part of the world and i you know for me feeling understood is probably the most important thing and the person doesn't necessarily have to look like me or come from my background i think for you you are looking for for someone to understand what you're going through. Um, and maybe sometimes it's easier when someone might look like you or come from the same part of the world, but it doesn't have to be the case. So my advice is, yeah, for people to definitely, to look for people, um, look for communities that support them, that they feel, you know, um, that, that resonate with them. We honor and thank everyone in the fight for social justice, teachers, healthcare workers, and all of you in high-risk jobs. We know it's stressful, so we have a gift of thanks from us to you. For more information, visit javadibody.com. That is J-A-B-O-D-I-B-O-D-Y dot com. You're listening to ACW Podcast. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host, and our co-host is Dr. Lu Hong, psychologist. That makes sense. Yes. yes, it does. I appreciate, I appreciate. Now, what I would like to uh, add to our conversation, based on your practice, uh, I noticed that you have a telemental health services. Um, elaborate on that. How can people use that if they feel like they may not want to go into office or they may feel still not comfortable? Is that a... a, a a service that people can use without feeling um, vulnerable or? Yeah, definitely. You know, like I've been doing this for a few years at Tall Mental Health and it's absolutely great. There are so many benefits to it. You know, even pre-pandemic, um, it has been a very, really nice way to, to make mental health or, or therapy very accessible to people. And so it's good for someone, let's say they can't drive or they can't take the bus somewhere, you know, or um, they can't get daycare. Um, or they, you know, they just can't get, get to an office or they live really far away or for people who live in rural communities, you know, I serve people there who 
obviously they couldn't come here to the city or they live in a different state because I, I serve people in different states. Um, and it's, you know, it can be affordable, you know, there are affordable options too. Um, and so for some people, this is a step, you know, it could be like a first step in terms of getting help because it's less kind of intimidating sometimes to, to be able to do it from your home because your home is comfortable. Um, it's also good for people who have a lot of like chronic medical conditions who it would just be prohibitive for them to actually get somewhere to get help. And so it's really opened doors and increased access of care to a whole gamut of people living all over the world. Like I work with people, not just in the US. So, um, so accessibility to me is the, is the big thing here that I really love about telehealth. Um, and then affordability for some, because they do have that out there for people. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, also, Dr. Hung, during this holiday season, because everybody's busy, everybody, you know, is, is uh, uh, caught up in the joy, but at the same time, you have people who are dealing with sorrow and the holiday blues. Um, mm -hmm. What would you suggest for them to do to release any type of anxiety right at home? Um, what type of practices could you just kind of suggest or offer to yeah. our audience yeah there's a lot of great things so you know i teach a lot of people mindfulness practice i'm a mindfulness practitioner um and that is great because there's so much free stuff online like free guided meditations i always point people towards that i do within my therapy session i always do about five minutes of some sort of guided practice so i i encourage you know even if you're new to it you've never done it there's tons of, you know, I can, I'd be happy to give resources as well, but just kind of start to, to try something in the, in the realm of mindfulness, which is essentially self-awareness, just like being aware of what's happening in your body, in your mind, you know, in your feelings, in your breathing. Um, so that's something I really help people with and I encourage people to do. A lot of relaxation techniques I teach, like breathing, like deep breathing, something we do all the time, but we, we forget that we breathe sometimes. Um, and so I do a lot of teaching with like, how do you breathe more, you know, more properly and more just in a more relaxed way. Um, also like kind of um, relaxing your body because a lot of times you hold the intention, especially if you're anxious a lot. So I teach people kind of body scan practices and how to like physically relax every part of your body. Um, using imagery, using imagination to relax, you know, like go to your, what we call like happy place. Like for me, like the beach, you know? And so if I'm feeling stressed, I'm going to like lay for five minutes and think about the beach and using all five of my senses to really immerse myself in, you know, my happy place. Talk to friends, reach out to people during holiday times or during any time that you feel like you're, you, you need support. You know, people usually, people care about you. They, you know, they care about you more than you think. And um, I really hope that people, you know, will, will, you know, appreciate that and reach out to people, even if they feel like, oh, nobody cares or everybody's busy, you know, friends, they're not too busy to care about you. So I recommend that. And of course, some people don't have a lot of friends and there's, there's these warm lines, there's these suicide hotlines, and there's kind of peer lines that you can call um, nationally to just talk to somebody if you need that too. get outside, get sun, you know, sun is so therapeutic. If you are feeling really down, just spend five minutes outside, you know, breathe, lay in the sun, stand in the sun, walk, move your body. Exercise has multiple benefits. Go dancing, you know, it, it's great. There's so many things you can do, uh, even if you don't have money or you don't have a lot of time. Um, there's always little things you can do. We honor and thank everyone in the fight for social justice. 
teachers, healthcare workers, and all of you in high-risk jobs. We know it's stressful, so we have a gift of thanks from us to you. For more information, visit javadibody.com. That is J-A-B-O-D-I-B-O-D-Y dot com. You're listening to ACW Podcast. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host, and our co-host is Dr. Lu Hong, psychologist. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, I also have a question for you because right now, again, speaking about this COVID-19 environment, we have a lot of young people who are dealing with depression. Um, Students who cannot attend school, cannot connect with their friends. So what can we share with our audience in reference to our young people, how to get them in a place of uh, happiness or uh, feeling that they're being isolated or separated? How do we put them in a happy place? What can you recommend for that? Yeah, I think with that, you know, we're all kind of in a forced isolation state. And, you know, that really, to me, goes against kind of a what makes humanity so joyful is connection. And so we're forced to kind of be in this environment, but always remember, and I always tell my patients, it's like, it's temporary. You know, this is not going to go on forever. And we're just kind of getting through a rough patch and really see the temporal nature of the, you know, the, what we're collectively kind of going through as, as a, as humanity, right? We're every part of the world, everybody's kind of more isolated. So remember how temporary it is and do little things that help you get through. Like, again, I talk about connecting with people, reach out to somebody, whether it's through Zoom, if that's what you're comfortable with, calling somebody, texting, find a way to connect with other humans in the, you know, in a comfortable way. And so if you're comfortable doing social distance walking, do that. If you're comfortable just calling someone, do that. Um, Definitely do that. What else can help, I think, with young people, with, with everybody, is pursuing, you know, hobbies or things that bring you joy, you know, that, uh, that are pleasurable activities, you know. Find something that's fun doing, like do a dance class online if you like. Go to the park and do a dance, you know. Um, exercise, of course, you know, even if it's, if you're limited in what you can do, you know, you can walk around your house. That's exercise. Um, and so, for me, yeah, it's connection. It's physical activity of some sort and it's also just the mental fortitude you know of remembering like we're going to get through this that you know this earth has gone through pandemics before and it has survived and we're going to survive this too so an optimism too we honor and thank everyone in the fight for social justice teachers healthcare workers and all of you in high-risk jobs we know it's stressful so we have a gift of thanks from us to you. For more information, visit javadibody.com. That is J-A-B-O-D-I-B-O-D-Y.com. You're listening to ACW Podcast. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host, and our co-host is Dr. Lu Hong, psychologist. Thank you so much for all of your information, uh, Dr. Hung. I really appreciate your passion uh, behind your work. Um, so, so, so thankful. I, I want to let our audience know, I was listening to you uh, recommending uh, classes, dance classes. Um, for my audience, Dr. Hung and I, on Tuesdays, we actually participate in a free urban fitness class and mm-hmm. that's yeah. where we met exactly. and it's such it's such a fun class and I, I also want to encourage people um find a 
group, a community group, um, an activity. Um, if it's free, please take advantage of it. Um, it's a wonderful way to release stress. It's a wonderful way to meet people, to connect. Um, yeah. I, I like to also add to the conversation and one of our uh, members that come to the class always share with us and remind us that yes, um, society and the media is encourage us to social distance, but really we should physical distance mm -hmm. because taking yeah. away the social connection uh, it's it could be very very um harmful uh mm -hmm. right now that's what we're witnessing because people are not connecting people are mm -hmm. not uh having that special connection um so dr lusa thank you so much um please provide for our listeners your contact information if they would like to contact you where can they go um to schedule an appointment or just to follow you yeah so you can email me at dr dr L-U-S-A-H-U-N-G at gmail.com. Again, it's D-R as in doctor, L-U-S-A-H-U-N-G at gmail.com. And I do want to add, you know, in terms of like another way to overcome all of the isolation and sadness during pandemic is do the opposite. Um, treat people with love, with tolerance, with kindness, you know, let's uh, let go of the ostracism, the judgment, the ridicule, the cruelty that we're seeing now and, you know, that we're doing to each other. And let's, let's turn that instead to love and compassion and um, let's embrace each other and not, not push away each other. I would love to see that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that too. And you're so correct. Uh, we need more love. We need more uh, less judgmental in uh, society right now. And that is perfect. Love is the answer. Thank you so much, Dr. Hong. Uh, yes, thank you for having me, Robin. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> yes. All righty. Have a great day. You too. Bye. You have been listening to ACW Podcasts, Awareness, Culture, and Wellness. Until next Wellness Wednesday, love, live with intention, and enjoy life. ACW is sponsored by Jabadi. Self-care through skin care. Jabadi is for everybody.